chiropractors, are you working on your practice or are you working in it? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined in the studio today with my co-host, Marissa Matea. Marissa, what a fun microphone you have there. I know it's full of color, right? I think it actually changes colors too. I don't know how to oh, do that. <laughs> interesting. Now I'm going to be distracted by it. I, mean, it'll, I, I think it'll stay change. one. I think it'll stay one while we're, while we're talking. I love it. Okay. So you and I've talked about this concept a little bit. Um, the, the difference between working in your practice as opposed to working on your practice. And really, you could say it another way. It's really the difference between being a chiropractor who owns, who owns a business or being a chiropractic entrepreneur who's developing the business. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to explore this concept just a little bit because you and I always have some interesting conversations about this. Yeah. So maybe we should start with just defining what working in your practice means versus on your practice. Sure. Um, probably the simplest definition that I can think of would be your staff is working in your practice. Mm-hmm. as opposed to you as the doctor slash owner um, working on your practice. So working on your practice is about thinking forward. What what are we going to do to build the practice? What are the goals? Are we, what goals are we going to set? How are we going to meet those goals? How are we going to grow over time? That's working on your practice mm-hmm. as opposed to just being in the clinic seeing patients day in and day out, going home, coming back the next day, seeing patients. And then, oh, by the way, at the end of the week, you look at the checking account and it's a plus number. So a positive number. So we must be good. That's working in your practice. Yeah. I think of in as, and I'll back up for just a second. Um, I, I think there's opportunity for staff to be your strategic partner and work on the practice as well, not just in it. But that that's, you know, for later. But, right. you know, working in your practice, I think of that as very task-oriented. Very Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Task-driven. So everything that we do is just head down, do this task, do this task, do this task, versus if we dig into those tasks, what is the why behind them? Why are we doing those tasks? And evaluating periodically, how those tasks slash procedures are really affecting our practice for growth purposes or anything like that. Yeah. And how do they have to change over time? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's always being head up looking at, okay, how, how are our procedures working? Are they still working? Were they built for another point in time when we were saying, seeing maybe half as many patients, you know, we always tell clients this, your procedures have to grow and change over time yeah. for a multitude of reasons. One, you outgrow them as your clinic grows. As you go from 20 patient visits a day to 40 patient visits a day, your procedures were built for 20. Well, and not only that, change. but they, they change because of um, buying habits that our patients have. So right. our buying habits change over time as consumers. And so even in the healthcare care industry, even in our offices, we have to consider what are the buying habits of people right now. And that may change what we're doing. We also have to factor in technology and a bunch of different things that make life so much easier, not only for us, but for the patients um, that are coming to see us that really can change everything. So when I look at a practice that works in their practice, then 
they most likely are behind on technology. They're behind on changing procedures. They really are way behind on compliance. (laughs) Um, You know, there's things that they really should be working on to improve and move that practice forward. And sometimes if you let it go for periods of years, all of a sudden it can feel feel really daunting if you're not careful, you know, because there's so many things then that you probably should be working on. That's so true. And I, I want to pick apart this just a little bit. So you mentioned technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, many, many moons ago, we all practiced with the travel card and yes, yeah. it was brilliant. I can hear harps playing now. Right. The travel card was amazing. And then along came the advent of EHR and a lot of us resisted EHR along the and way they're still resisting <laughs> and they're still resisting. <laughs> yeah. And now are to the point where, Oh my gosh, how am I ever going to incorporate EHR? And and so you just stay head down. I'll just keep doing it the old way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, another one is um, no surprises act. Yeah. You know, no surprises that came out two years ago. And if you haven't implemented it yet, for whatever reason, um, then you're still working in your practice, not on it. So working on it is about being ahead of those kind of things, planning for future changes. You know, one of the things that changes every year, well, there's a couple of things that I can think of. Coding. Yeah. Coding changes. So are you keeping up with the coding changes or are you just building the same old codes and waiting to see what an EOB says? Yeah, and we know that they're already working on the next step past ICD-10s, right? We already know that that's coming. And if you don't, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) So, you know, um, that's one of those other places where if you don't stay up with the times, all of a sudden, boom, there's major changes, right? Right. You know, medical necessity is another one. You know, if you're still trying to play the diagnosis change game just to keep patients on their insurance... Hmm, that could be a little bit of a trap. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, that's a that's a whole nother story. <laughs> it's a, that's a whole nother story. But you know, there's there's so many little things that if you're just head down every day working in your practice that you just totally mess. And the problem with that is if you're profitable, it's kind of by luck. Because mm-hmm. your practice, and you may not even realize that your practice is starting to spin out of control into more and more chaos. Month in, month out, year in, year out, over time. And it finally gets to the point where it's just a spinning wheel. And what happens? You get burned out and you don't want to do it anymore. Not only that, but you become very reactive to to situations, right? So if you're not working on the practice, which means staying ahead of the game, being proactive, looking back at what's happening over time, but yet still looking forward to what's coming. Right. If you're not doing both those sides of the ledger, then you become very reactive to when the practice may dip or you may lose a staff member or something happens that makes you slow down and take the a time to re- evaluate what's going on. You know, there's there's a problem with that reactivity in our mind because we don't have a plan. We don't know what's going on. Then all of a sudden we're in, we're in the weeds and we're, you know, we just can't get out. Right. Right. So let's talk about that reactivity just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have your head down all the time and you're not really paying attention, all of a sudden you'll realize 
just as an example, oh my gosh, our new patients are down. Yeah. So what's the reaction to that? Well, well let's from throw what some I, quick marketing out there. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it's a promo <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Um, you know, instead of really planning out your marketing and having a excellent plan moving forward, you know, in place three months ahead of time. So you know exactly where you're going with your marketing. It's a quick knee jerk reaction to oh, panic versus truly having a nice plan in place and being in the community and doing all those things that, you know, we recommend for you. Right. And you talked about three months and I think that's great, but we also can plan out further than that. I mean, don't we know when the holidays come every year? Sure. Sure. We know when Halloween's going to be right. We know when Thanksgiving's going to happen, right? We know when better sleep month is, uh, we know when it's spinal health month. We, we know when all these things happen. Absolutely. So we can plan out ahead of time instead of just always being in this panic, chaotic, reactive mode, which really can damage your practice over time. You know, when well, you're. It can. And, and you usually, when you're in that reactive mode, it means that you've outgrown your procedures a lot of times too. Right. And, and so. If you've not evaluated where you're at, what's working, what's not working, you know, again, keeping up with technology to help you with some of those things, um, then you you really become unaware of really what's working and what's not in your practice. I mean, it, it's simple as that. You either know or you don't know. Right. Exactly. Um, I want to come back here in just a second. We're going to we're going to take a little pause here for a word from our sponsor. I'm getting the signal. So. Um, I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit more of reactivity, Mm -hmm. but here's what we're talking about. Everybody, we're talking about the difference between working in your practice as opposed to working on your practice. So we'll come back here in just a minute and we'll pick this right back up where we left off. A quick shout out from our sponsor, Katz Chiropractic Business Advisors. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Casey Carapults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants. Marissa, we're talking about working in your practice versus working on your practice. And from the outset, we said it's the difference between basically being an employee in your own practice or being the chiropractic entrepreneur and really driving that business to keep growing and changing and and not react being reactive, but being um, proactive when changes come along, whether it's consumer buying habits or it's new compliance things like no surprises and, you know, hip is going to change probably this next year. And, you know, there, there's all kinds of things in healthcare that are always changing. And so I guess it's really kind of the difference between having your head up and watching for things as opposed to burying it in the sand. You know, one of the other areas that we haven't touched on that plays a huge part in this is simply knowing your numbers, simply yeah. understanding your statistical analysis of your practice. And that that doesn't mean just saying the bank account looks good, so everything's fine. We've seen practices get in trouble in doing that, right? So right. because <clears throat> they've missed the cues that our trend lines tell us are happening, And what happens when they miss that is then we hit that reactive phase that we've talked about. Um, We hit that panic mode. It's, oh my gosh, I've got to make changes right now versus 
working on the practice over time and understanding that changes are coming. And you can see that because you're looking ahead um, right. and really paying attention to what the practice is telling you, what those numbers are telling you that are coming, uh, you know, and if you have good staff people, they should be able to help you with those things and be able to look ahead and be able to really point out where there may be some issues or where the positives are that, Hey, we're, we're heading down the right path on this, you know, let's keep going. And I'm glad you brought up staff because, you know, in the scenarios that we're talking in, you probably are considering your staff as being employees who are working in your practice. Mm -hmm. But if you develop your staff and really make them into success partners, then guess what? They're working on the practice with you. Yeah. And, and that's really, I think when you hit, you, you hit this lightning speed of being able to actually operate and function as a real business yeah. with growth plans and you're monitoring your numbers and you're, you're really taking control then of the business and it doesn't have, it, it doesn't have control over you. Yeah. And when they're able to work on the practice with you, you're not a holding them back because we all know that one of the big things that people want is growth in their in their employment. And that means learning and growing as an individual inside their job, right? Yep. So if they are able to become that success partner and they're able to help you, they have so much more ownership of what's happening around them. And all of a sudden, everybody's working on the practice, not just in it. So yep. we have to also consider that layer of, you know, I think, I think the old rule of thumb was never show staff any kind of numbers, never let them be involved at all. And we know moving forward in today's age with the training and the developing and those kind of things that people want, working on the practice means they have to be involved. They have to be involved, especially in today's environment. You know, and if if you're seeing any level of patient visits, um, and, and I don't necessarily mean high volume, but, you know, if, if you've been in practice for four or five years or longer and, and you're seeing, you know, 30 plus patients a day, um, you, you know, you're, you're busy and you want to keep getting busier. And as you get busier as the doctor, we see less of what's going on in the practice when we're in patient care and we need our staff to be the eyes and ears, but to do that, they have to be integrally involved in the business and understand the business and the direction it's supposed to go in and what your vision is. And they have to buy into that vision. And, and that takes a lot of coordinated communication, training, mm -hmm. development, meetings, and I know a lot of you are probably sitting out there going, well, when do we have time to do that? Here's when you have time. You make it. You make time for it. You do. Because it pays off tenfold. It's all in your planning. It's all in yes. how you use your calendar, in my opinion. Um, a, a very well-oiled calendar. I was going to say machine, <laughs> but well-oiled calendar is, is so important to your practice to work on it instead of in it. You have to have that calendar in place so that you can plan ahead and you can be proactive and you can look to the future of what's going to happen in your practice. And yep. it's no, it's no more than just using the calendar. I think if you schedule things like 
your marketing, if you schedule, you know, all your days off, if you schedule things like that, all of a sudden your whole practice becomes a little bit easier if things are truly scheduled. And I call it the willy nilly effect, right? If we, if we are just throwing things on the schedule and that's your, that's your patient schedule as well. You know, all of your calendars should be coordinated. Um, your patient schedule, if we're just throwing things on there, oh, that might fit here, that might fit here, and we don't have a planned out schedule, you're going to live in chaos. And you're always going to work in your practice and not on it because you have unscheduled the planning time. It's so true. And doctors, you don't have to be the one that manages the calendar. You can delegate that. Absolutely. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when you have, when you truly have a partner in practice, Marissa was my partner in practice. When you have that, that success partner with you, it's amazing. Number one, how much, how much of the workload they take off of you. But number two, you, you've got another set of eyes directing the vision of the practice to where it truly grows all the time. So that when you're in patient care docs, you're you're not losing sight of that vision. You've still got somebody else managing it when you can't. And that's mm-hmm. huge. And that that's really the reality of what working on your practice is all about. All right, everybody. If you haven't already, go to catsconsultants.com, check us out, see what we're doing for clients. We have a very innovative coaching program. It's um, designed to be very customized to what your needs are, what your vision is. And uh, we don't tell you how we practiced. We tell you how you should be practicing based on your vision. So go check us out. We're doing some really cool different things for for, uh, clients. And uh, there's also some great downloads and other tools on our website. So be sure to check all that out. And make sure you subscribe to the PC Chiropods podcast. And uh, we appreciate you being here every week. Marissa, anything to add? You know, I'll add one thing. Right now, we have a great um, offer for new clients. So um, don't forget to ask about our Black Friday special. Give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, you know, we really mm-hmm. prefer to chat with you ahead of time so that we can place you with the right person to be the right coach for you. So yep. uh, give us a call, schedule, jump on our calendar. You can go to our website. Our calendars are right there in front of you. So you're welcome to jump on those and we'd be happy to chat with you and see what the best course of action will be for your practice. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We'll look forward to hearing from you. So thanks for listening to the KC Chiropults podcast. Again, brought to you by Cats Consultants. We'll see you next time. See ya.